I mean, it looks like we're like I said, it looks like we're in an ISIS, ISIS prison camp. We need better but chairs for sure. We need a lot of better things, but we're we're fucking trying, dude. That's true. Are we starting? Is this starting? Yeah, it is starting. Thanks for welcome back. Thanks for being here. Welcome back to the program. This is a big day. This is the first post quarantine actual in-person fucking thing yeah as you can see we are in my garage which again it does look like a it does look like abu Ghraib. i get that but you know we're the most we're the most showered and cleaned pow's you've ever oh my seen. god dude i showered just 20 minutes before this started mm-hmm. name me a pow who's getting showers on the reg like me name Wouldn't one that- uh, you, what? Okay, <laughs> I can't name what. Uh, name John McCain. John McCain. Do you, dude? Dude, rest in peace, John McCain. What country do you think has the treats their prisoners the best? Their prisoners of war. Uh, can't wait too. I feel like it's someone weird, like like the Philippines. You know? You think so? Listen, uh, that li- at you any POW camp is not going to be ideal. But it, I feel yeah. like they could be it's like the, the rogue Philippines. ones, like Phil, like and maybe it's not the Philippines, but there's like one rogue one. They're like, listen, yeah, we we have to keep you for political gain. But like, listen, we're not animals. Oh, they feel guilty about it. Yeah, they, yeah, don't, they don't feel, feel good, good, but yeah. they're put in that position. They don't want to hold people against their will. That's true. I was thinking like I, I couldn't imagine a Scandinavian country like having an Abu Ghraib I, or a, like I don't Guantanamo they, Bay. I don't think they have prisoners of war, my dude. I don't think they fuck around That's with that. That's true. They, they just they don't they go no to war. Reason. That's dude, true. if Norway took a political, like if Norway took an American journalist as like a political prisoner, we like the US would blow up their version of the White House on live TV. Like for their whole so? nation. Yeah. It would well, be not even a close. I mean, Julian Assange seeked re- refuge there. We didn't blow nobody up. That's a good point. This is a political. This is a hot story. I feel like <laughs> we do some like political stuff. I don't. We're basically MSNBC. I do. <laughs> I do like this look now that I'm looking at it. Listen, people who are watching, if you're if you're if you stand for us, you know, like if you've been in this game for a minute, this is a big day. You know, we got decent audio yeah. for you people on the SoundCloud. We fixed the fucking audio. It, you know, we're going mm-hmm. We're going pro, dude. I mean, we we had a thing going with the green screen at your place, and then there was a pandemic, and then we're like, okay, you know, yeah, we had to take a break because you know well, you no. were out squirting, yeah. I was squirting, like we couldn't. It just wasn't viable, and I know that literally no one who watches this cares if we live or die, but we were worried about it. I've never. I unfortunately never squirted because I wanted to squirt, but squirted. We mean just like spread our juices, have COVID-19. That's what you're saying, right? Yeah. Yeah. I never got it, which sucks because I kind of, I mean, maybe this is a privileged thing to say, but like, I kind of like you wanted it. I kind of want it. I think that's how everybody feels right now. I think they just want to know that it's fucking done and then they can move, but then you get it twice. Nobody knows anything. I went to the, well, I was at the beach. Okay. I'm I'm going to dude. Yeah. Let's do We, this is the first half hour of the show. We can talk about our lives. So I was at Roy, Roy Rogers beach and was it William Rogers. Roy Rogers, Will Rogers, Will is Rogers, the one north of Roy Santa Rogers is the fake ass Arby's on the interstate. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. Roy Rogers was a, you know, Western. Was he? Star- yeah. Roy- I just know from the curly fries. Dude, that's fucking crazy. Yeah. But continue. <laughs> you know more things than me. You're more like. Dude, I, Roy Rogers. You like no like, references. Yeah, Roy Rogers. You know, it's like a cherry Coke cocktail without, you know. Yeah, I didn't know. Is it? It is. A Roy is Rogers really? is like a version of a cocktail that's like cherry and it's just grenadine Dude. and Coke, I think. I don't know what it is. 
he thought he was hot shit back in the day. He's like making cherry coke, and he's like, "This is and a Roy Rogers fast food restaurants." Too. And open it. He he was a Renaissance man. But All continue. Right. So, You're at Roy yeah. Rogers Beach. I'm at Roy Rogers Beach, and um, there's like okay, so the gay community hangs out at Roy Rogers Beach. There's like, and this was the crazy thing. I didn't know this, but there were cones like coned off for the gay part for the gay men. Also, also, I have to bring this up. I'm like, I'm, I'm secure with my body. I'm like, yeah. I've, I don't, I never think about my body. I'm like, it's never been in, since I was in like eighth grade, it's never been something where I'm like, ooh, my titties, you know? Yeah. And like covering up. But yeah. when I was walking by this like, and it was almost like cattle because they were all like segregated in these cones and they were so packed in my dude. And I was looking at these guys and it was like, I was looking at them, I'm like, Dude, the like aesthetic of these men. I'm like, yeah, I was insecure. I was. Oh, they got it. You they, know what I mean? Oh, they got it, dude. And they're it's listen. The, we're in West Hollywood right now, my you, dude. Yeah, I, dude. This is all every day. I'm the most p- biggest pieces of shit in this neighborhood. It's. I yeah. understand the feeling. It, dude. I. I. Yeah. It was so bizarre to me because I'm looking. And they're also. It's not even like the bodies. It's just like they have cool haircuts and yeah. stuff. They got cool like. Just Mo- care. You can they tell they have like special like powders and like yeah, like lotions for like your balls and stuff that like make it not yeah you know, smell like, like yeah, garlic. Like a wet dog. Yeah, yeah. but like they a got, dog that ate a bunch they of just garlic. Care, dude. They just care. And honestly, it like makes me. You think that that would motivate me? Like in literally, you know, this is the gayest neighborhood in yeah. America. You think it would make me want to like step up my game? It hasn't at all. Dude, I, it just yeah. makes me more sad. I'm like, I can't. I mean, how many how many steps do I have to get to be at this level of cool slash sexy? It's so hard. So many. To be, it's so hard. Okay, so in this in West Hollywood, yeah. Because all right, because here's one. Do you ever think I had this thought? I used to hang out with these. I used to hang out with these dudes that I used to work with. They were one was six eight, six eight. Oh shit, black dude, huge, John. The biggest man I've ever seen. Big hammer. The big. I'm sure. All right. And his boyfriend. So I worked with Keith. This guy, big ass black dude, huge arms, like the biggest guy I've ever seen. And then I met his boyfriend. So Keith's 38, and his boyfriend Tommy is. They're probably around here somewhere. But his boyfriend Tommy's like 50. Keith and and he looks so. These are like the most attractive men, okay? Oh, I believe. I was like, if I was gonna get dicked down by a man, it'd be these two dudes. Yeah, both of them. But you'd think, because people will. I was talking to my friend about it, and and they were. She was like, Yeah, were they trying to like? Were they trying to fuck you? And I was like, No, I never. Because you kind of think like maybe they got a thing for me. Dude, honestly, they did not sexualize me at all. You think they'd be like? And you wanted them to? Kind of. Yeah, for sure. You want to be like a little piece of me. I. They did. I get that. They had nothing. They had nothing for me. They had nothing. Yeah. There was nothing there. It's funny because I get sexualized by like really old white ladies. Oh really? You know, like weird. Yeah, like an old, like a, like a, like a, like a trashy old lady who's working at Speedway or something. That's oh. where I'll get it, which is odd. It's You're very conflicting. Type? I don't know. I think it's just I, you know, I don't. I don't know if I'm. At, I don't know whose type I am. Uh, here's an example. I. I was like at some weird grocery store when I was in Florida mm-hmm. for like the week and it was just like some lady who was like in her 60s but like had seen some shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, you ever Miles seen Hunter. Yeah, dude, she's got miles. Rubber, dude. Yeah, for sure. 
And so I'm at this gas station and I'm just having like basic because I have like no contact with anyone now since like COVID. I just like, you know, yeah, get yeah. my shit and go. Mm-hmm. But she's like, so I'm like, I, I'm getting uh, heartburn medication or some shit like that. And they need my ID. So she's like, can you pull the mask down so you can see your face? And I was like, oh, yeah. And then I was struggling because, you know, hey, shout out to my glasses wearing folks. Here's the thing about masks. They get hooked on the right. back thing you're in. You pull it out and it's just it's a whole clusterfuck. So I'm like struggling and she's like, you know, don't worry, honey. Like you can't hide those big eyes. And I was like, what the fuck? Big dude? eyes? Big. She's like, you can't hide those big brown eyes. Like something like oh, that. She said, sorry, cause big there's brown. a difference, yeah, dude. She, yeah. That's big di- eyes is like, yeah, I'm not a deer. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you a dork, but, dude. <laughs> no. And I was just like, oh, all right. Like that's cool. I, you know, it how to feel. I felt weird. I don't know. You didn't, it not wasn't flattered? like, not written. No, I didn't care. Isn't that weird? If someone, if it's someone that you have like absolutely no like sexual attraction for, yeah, even a compliment, you're like, oh, thanks. Yeah, it's not a good. That was like <laughs> the slightest slice of what it could feel like to be a woman. You know what I mean? Oh like, yeah, you know, exactly. They're just dude. like, dude, I don't, I don't. You unwanted attention. You work at GameStop. Like, come on, bro. Like, you know, I'm a, I'm a chick with a career. That's actually. Oh you know? man, I was actually talking about this with a friend of mine. There's like, it, the girls have, well, guys and girls have this thing, but she would like, she bought like the deluxe version. You've been on Tinder, right? Yeah. Long time ago, obviously. Yeah. But, um, she bought like the deluxe version so she could see who matched with her. And she told me, she was like, I bought this version and it showed me all the people oh, no. that matched with her. Why would you or pay not, for that if you're a woman? Not. Well, why would you want to see that the w- fucking sea of darkness? Because reason being, you can't see anyone and they don't match you with anyone until you pay. And then it's like, oh, here are all those 50 people that we've been hiding from you. And she saw those people and she was like, she was like disgusted that these, it's <laughs> <laughs> so bad, but she was disgusted no, that, be these, real. that these men thought that they had like a chance with these isn't that those yeah but she's also missing a very critical point about men on tinder which is that they just swipe right it's just a fucking fury of yes 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 let's see who and if you're like i don't let's see who clicks you know yeah that's fair that's fair like those dudes the the gross dudes that she was literally disgusted to see that the they were interested kings. in yeah. her yeah Without even sending her a message, just their photo discussing yeah. her, which is oh yeah, a lot for you know who uh, this chick better be it's fucking, fucking Scarjo with this level of you know yeah. is she no okay but no, well no she's beautiful she's beautiful listen you you got to be a bad bitch to be saying like I'm disgusted by this guy oh come on now, if he sends dude. a message just have like, you ever yeah if it's like if it's one of those like if it's like Hinge where you can actually leave a comment that's yeah, him like dude, shooting that's what his I'm shot. saying dude yeah. if a, if a guy is sending like some creepy ass comment yeah be disgusted right but if you're literally just disgusted by the face that's- of someone who's interested in you you're a bitch dude <laughs> I don't give a fuck about your friend you're an asshole that's a human being now granted you could message him and the first thing they say is like I know where you live yeah. but <laughs> still she knows she knows whatever it, but I mean I remember yeah I mean that was like one time alright there was this guy that I worked with at a, it was at the YMCA and there was this girl what was her name? I don't even, it doesn't matter, but she was like, she was cute. She's like a thick girl, dude. Like yeah. Latino girl with a like fat ass, you know? So she was like, she was cute. Um, but definitely like, I think this guy who was like, 
bridge troll, my guy. Yeah. Bridge troll. And he was like, he had, he was kind of like autistic-y, you know, where he just like <laughs> didn't really fit in. He was like autisticy. Yeah, he was like nice <laughs> enough, but he was autisticy. Yeah. He didn't have a hard he had a hard time connecting. And this guy, this girl was telling me that this guy straight up was like I'll, I challenge you to a race, a race like in the pool. Yeah. And if I beat you, you have to go on a date with me. See, this has never worked. No, this has never worked one time. I don't care how many fucking books you read from the 60s. This has not worked once, but continue. But he but she was like she told me the same story. She was like she's like it really hurt my self-confidence that this man had the courage. What is this? That ultimatum. What is this? But when she said that, I was like, yeah, it's insulting. I get it, dude. No. This guy was like, he didn't care about his appearance at all. He was weird. The fact that, like, it made sense. I didn't think she was a bitch. I didn't. I wasn't like, I get, listen, I don't either. I mean, I, you know, I. You did. I mean, I get what you're saying. In the previous. Okay, well, this guy's out here trying to have fucking Olympic races to win over a chick. That's the, here's the problem. Here's the inherent problem. Okay. Anytime a dude does this, he's basically saying, like, oh, in my world, I have a scenario where I can, like, I can get you. I can trick you into. I can. You just, like, yeah, I win this race. I'll be doing it. She could be like, how about no, how about you can swim 10 laps and I still won't fuck you? Right. You know what I mean? Right. That's why it's like the guy's assuming that he can do something to get her. It on. wasn't dude. It wasn't an actual challenge. It was just his way of like playfully coming up with a way to shoot a shot, dude. And well, I respect I respect it. that. I respect it. You got to do what you got to do. I'm sure she let him down easy, but I also understand from the point of her where she's like, wow. That man had the confidence yeah. to ask. It's it's one of those things where, yeah, it sounds like a fucking bitchy thing. Well, she's but like, like, everyone can relate to that. I'm sure you've had that where someone's like shot, sh- like shot their shot on you. And you were like, oh, boy. Yeah. Like, is this is it? Dude, it's 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 well, nature. I, I know. But I guess what I'm saying is the point is like I never anytime some girl like back in the day would match with me on Tinder that I was like was just not it was not even a like yeah. part of the conversation. I wouldn't be like, oh, God, I'm t-, I wouldn't like take it personally. I'd be like, this chick works at the airport. Yeah. And she's all my fat ass. That's how it works. Like, I get it. You're you know? a, you're a, I, I, I feel that. OK, for me, I'm like. I, I feel as though I'm pretty mature and I try to have that ab- attitude, but like, honestly, I do feel deep down. Sometimes I'm like, yeah, I need it. I do. I feel, I get it. I, ta- I take, I took, and I take your interest in me as an insult. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's how I listen. I cannot be alone. Dude. The luxury. I cannot, I cannot be alone in this. Oh, I know you're not. Okay. I know you're not. I'm just saying, you know. Well, I obviously funny. have two friends that are just as big as bitches as me. It is so. what it is. Don't worry about the cable. These are good mics, dude. Yeah. You got to hold it up here. Dude, I, w- I waited in guitar sound. I waited. Dude, you guys don't even get it. Like, I know that people come in casually in and out of these episodes, and rightfully so. I understand. But, dude, I waited for 45 minutes in line at fucking Guitar Center today on the blacktop to get the high-quality audio. You were in 45 minutes? 45 minutes on that. But I texted you. 
I was sitting there it was oh, 45 minutes wow, on blacktop. Because Guitar Center apparently has stricter COVID regulations than fucking CVS. And it was one in, one out. Are you kidding? One in, one out. Yeah. And like, dude, I mean, it's one of those things I was like, yeah, I guess this kind of should be it. Like there was nobody in there. Rightfully so. It was good, you know. But then I'm standing out there at the goddamn Guitar Center on Sunset Boulevard in the blacktop baking. And I'm just like, I'm going to get a sunburn. I felt my, I'm like, I'm getting a sunburn. That sucks, and dude. You look suck. good. You don't, I do. That's you're Italian, I st- right? Well, yeah, you know, I got that olive Mediterranean yeah. skin, you know, but I was waiting. I faced away from the sun, but I just, I waited 45 minutes in line so I could go inside and get these microphones. Wait 45 minutes just to go in and hear some piece of shit doing a Van Halen solo. Oh, like some guy waited for that. You know what? I, like, I listen. I'm not trying to pull rank on anyone here, but I had a specific, I had a specific oh, mission. That's a good point because a lot of times people just go into Guitar Center to riff on a they do. Uh, Paul Reed Smith yeah, that they yeah. can't afford. It's, yes, it's a trashy like ex juggalo who's now trying to get into like metal. Yeah, is in there with a fucking Schecter guitar uh-huh. doing Pantera covers. Pantera playing Cowboys yeah. from Hell. Trying to sweet on, pick, and he knows he can't. He but he's can't. Like, he can't. But he has all the gear in front of him, and then there's just seven employees who are all contemplating suicide. Guitar Center sucks. Guitar Center is the worst. It is. And yeah. then the guy who I was dealing with was such a cunt. Like he was so. I was like, "Hey man, you got this SM50 say He's like, "No." Nope. And I was like, "Oh well." I was like, "I just saw a bunch of." displays for him he's like yeah what i got out there is what i got i'm like what i mean but you have the mic out anyway so and then this guy fine he's just one of those guys who like will just dead end you at every question you have you know what i mean yeah you're like i know you could you could do some research you could go in the back you could fuck around just to, yeah. to make me feel like you you actually give a fuck about me taking what i want yeah but there's no no he didn't give a fuck do you have and a that's no? fine you know dude guitar center it, the guitar center employees and GameStop plo- employees are the same thing. Like, it's a shit job, and I couldn't blame anyone for being. I couldn't blame anyone for being a bitch at a GameStop or a guitar center. I agree. It's an awful I, it's, job. Listen, being a little, being shitty to people is one thing, but being like holier than now because you were. You know what it is? It's like the, it's these dudes who work at these like niche interest places yeah. where they basically are the gatekeepers. They're the gods. Like that they dude. Know like that dude sucked, but. In his world, he's working at the Guitar Center on Sunset Boulevard yeah. in Hollywood, like the main one, the big Mac Daddy where fucking the disturbed guy goes and buys his Schecters. He works at that guitar. So I see that level yeah. of you know arrogance, but... That's the funny thing, though, because that's, that's something you think about as like... You start to think it's it's like when I used to do background acting in movies and TV yeah. and stuff. People would see me on TV, but in reality... It's the same as working at McDonald's. So working yeah. at the working at a which is not a slight, by the way. It's not. No, but I'm saying I was working a minimum wage job. I just happened to have Dennis Quaid standing in front of me versus like saying. hamburgers. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. So These like, guys are lost in the illusion. That's what it is. They think that they're basically in Guns N' Roses. That's what like it they're, is. They're like, yeah, I basically am the roadie for Guns N' Roses. Yes. At this and guitar center. The people in background acting are aware that they're... The thing is, the people, they think they're aware, like, oh, this is McDonald's. Except they yeah. don't get a... You get a free meal. That's besides the point. Well... But... Those people, they think, yeah, they're like, oh, this is one step away from me being in Disturbed. Yeah. No, that's exactly. That's yeah. that's the thought process I'm saying. Yeah. I don't know. You got to give camera love. Camera two some I gotta love. I got to give this one dude. love. Yeah, Here, nobody sure. judge me, but I'm going to dial this back a second. 
That's how the, we roll uh, in here. Are you a little hot? You're a little hot. Oh, am I? Okay. You were a little bit hot. Okay. Well, we're just fired up. Like I said, you know, we're in the garage. This is my garage. Like people were like, "Oh, Mark Marin had a garage. He started his pocket and it blew." This will not happen in my garage. That will not I happen. I think it will. I think it will. It will not happen. The space is too crowded. Yeah. We're at the point now where if you have a podcast that is successful, you basically have to either solve a murder or get a celebrity to admit to being in blackface in the 90s. Yeah. One of those two lanes, you will have a successful podcast. But can, can I talk about blackface? Yeah. Okay. I've, I think we need to I think we need to recognize something that there are two different types of blackface. Okay. <laughs> There's like there's like okay and this is why it, it was fine for so long because i think like you know like the classic blackface where it's like like minstrel shit like literal yes of like uh, listen no one's gonna sit here and say that they're basically the same thing though in in ideology that's the whole problem no oh. no i think they're the exact because like it's that's always been bad unless you're in like the Netherlands where it's like what you do on Halloween. But I'm True. saying, you know, they have that. Oh, There's I'm like, fully it's like aware Santa's of Santa's helper. Who's no, like, it's called Black Peter. Yeah, it's, it's called Black P. Here's here's a history lesson for y'all. I, well, I actually went to the Netherlands while they were doing Black P one time. It was a uh, and no, it's not Halloween. It's Christmas time around yeah. then. Yeah, but basically the Netherlands has never had any black people live there ever. So they have this like old wives tale of like Chris Santa Santa Claus in the Netherlands had an assistant whose name was Black Pete and he was just I, I guess some guy. I think he's like from Morocco or something. Some guy who's basically Santa's slave. All right, and that's what that's the so now all the kids in the Netherlands come Christmas time. They all dress up as Black Pete. Right. So they're all wearing blackface and stuff like that. And none of them know that it's not okay because no black people have ever lived in the Netherlands. Not one. Yeah, but so sorry, I'm not gonna but like at the same time, their connotation though with POCs is slaves. Yeah. It's not good, dude. I know. I'm not saying it's I a know. good I'm tradition. Just, I'm not letting them off the hook. I'm not letting him off the hook either. All right. It's not like you were. Oh, Black no, Peter no, 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 no. I'm just saying that's why it is. <laughs> okay. That's yeah. why it happened because they don't have, they don't have the, now listen, it still happens in America because we're dicks and <laughs> even with our legacy of slavery, we still do it because everyone's here is an asshole. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. What were we talking about? Oh, <laughs> back to the, my point is there are two, there are two different kinds. There's like, it's you impersonating, which I think back in the nineties and two thousands, like 30 rock, Jenna dresses like Michael Jackson. She's black. Yeah. And there was a time where we were like, we didn't, it was, we still like blackface was still a problem, but we still did that because we recognized them as two different things. And now in 2020, we're like all the same. Yeah. Which I think it's, is interesting. Hey, I mean, it's certainly interesting. I mean, don't pretend to be a different race in any. Yeah. I mean, let's just go context. ahead. Let's just go ahead and avoid that in, in its entirety. Yeah, yeah. Let's try not just, 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 you know, Set your iPhone wallpaper as Tupac and keep that shit to yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, That's you don't it. need to go make Halloween weird. Speaking of race-related encounters, I had an interesting situation. I was driving to work the other day. I was, at, I was on Wilshire, and maybe it was like Wilshire and doesn't matter. Somewhere near Santa Monica, and I'm just like at this intersection. It's like 8 a.m., right? And there's like, these, there's like this white chick and I guess her boyfriend. But anyway, they were just both had big signs. And they were like protesters, but mm -hmm. it was just the two of them. There were no other people. Okay. And the chick had this sign that said, you're probably racist. 
Okay. And she, and she was just like a white lady holding it. And I swear to God, the first car, like she was in like a crosswalk yeah, of sure. an intersection. First car is a black dude. And she's standing there like, and I fa- here's the thing. It's cause like, I know her heart was in the right p- place and she's actually out there trying to like make a difference. So I'm trying to be sympathetic, but oh boy, did it look bad. She's literally holding a sign of that says you're pro a white lady is holding a sign of that says you're probably racist and there's just a black dude in the car in front of her. Dude. And it's just like I can't imagine what he must have felt like in that scenario. Like he, I barely kind of just like made it through the intersection yeah. so I didn't get to like fully savor the moment, you know, but to just see it, I'd be like this is you know what my thought was. I was what? like this isn't how this is not this how. the wrong way. This is not it. equal things. It's not it. It's <laughs> I don't know what it is. But the it's not this. The, senti- the sentiment's great. I actually, yeah, but it's also not because it's, not. it's basically it's not. just like you're saying, oh, you're, it's less about it's like, hey, we should work together. It's more like you're bad. Fuck you. Yeah. Fuck yeah. anyone fuck you. that happens to see my sign. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if this black dude was sitting right in front of her. Just, he's like, maybe I am racist. I, <laughs> I hate you. So <laughs> he didn't look like he was having an introspective moment. No, no. He looked like a guy who was trying to get to work. Yeah. Like, didn't, like, didn't have time for we, this bullshit. I'm just sitting here next to a fucking coffee bean watching these people. Yeah. Oh, but that's what. Okay. Well, I told you, I saw this video a couple months ago when the, um, when the, uh, protests were happening. Um, it was in Cincinnati and it was so bizarre because there was this guy in the like a pretty busy part of town over the Rhine yeah. where he's yelling out of his window at cops just like general you know anti-police rhetoric right and he's yelling at yeah. and he's yelling at these he's yelling there's a big group of African-American cops he's yelling at them and like calling them Uncle Tom's dude he's like white dude white dude from his window Yikes. he's like Yikes. you're on he's like you're no he's like he says he's like saying like you're a disgrace to like your race and shit hey here's and, a, here's but, a proposal can white can 2020 can white people can we just all shut the fuck up well, yeah that's what we're trying to do can we just shut up i mean we're talking <laughs> no i mean no, i'm not going to somebody's face yeah. <laughs> no. i'm not broadcasting yeah. like i'm forcing my podcast on anyone <laughs> well, i do yeah let's, we i mean listen what do you let's just call promotion but it was it was funny to see that and just be like oh well this is just like a full circle of like swap sides racism yeah. it's like now you're just a white guy yelling at black people yeah again but you have this like virtuous bent to it i don't i can't imagine the balls dude i could never dude, have i'll the find the video is it balls or is it entitlement is it like oh they need to know Both. it's entitlement it's yeah. i think it's it's just like oh they need they don't know and i have to show them they don't know that they've completely derailed their life i have to show them how they're failing no, I think it's just a self-righteous indignation. It could be. It could be. Listen, it's a strange place, you know? Did I tell you I went back to boxes and shit? Oh, part two? Yeah. What happened? Part, well, Wait, no, you, well, you got to explain the whole... Because anyone... There's like four people that watched all of our episode this week <laughs> and all of our episode last week, so you got to tell the whole story. I went to this place called Boxes and Shit. That's What's not what it it's actually, actually called? called? I'm not going to actually name this business. And call them out, No, dude. I'm not going to do what that. What is I'm it? Not gonna do I don't that. really know what it is. Dude, it's the fucking box place right up the hill next to the comedy store. It's like right. the shipping place. You all can right. find it. If any of you people, if there are any Angelinos listening to this, it'll be easy enough to figure out, but no, I went back to boxes and shit yeah guess what not even a good story this time i went up to like i fixed the the label okay this is the backstory i went to go mail something a bag of clothes that had to be returned and my girlfriend put the wrong shipping thing on it so it didn't count the dude stood the guy 
I fixed it. I went back to the door to ship something. They were had a half hour left open and the guy with the locked door looked me in my eyes and then walked away and went home instead of taking my package, even though they were open for another half hour. That's the thing about entrepreneurship is like whenever I leave when I want, you know, that's true. Yeah, I get that. Because you take your business. I thought you were taking your business elsewhere anyway. I was, but it was the closest place. So See? I went with the convenient There thing. it is. That's the fucked up thing. It's I like, know. Dude. I've been fucked over uh, by Frontier so many times, but I still, if it's the cheapest ticket, I still buy you really it. Do it. Listen, we value convenience over morals. But like, so I go back to this place and the fucking guy, not even a story this time. It's like two in the afternoon and he's just closed. He's not even there. So I'm like, this guy, what do you... When are you open, bro? Are you just calling people you know who have to mail stuff and just be like, yo, I'm here. Come over. I'm like, I don't know if you make any money off me shipping this FedEx return of clothes. No, probably not. A couple bucks. Know. It's not worth it to him, man. He's probably got a couple big clients that he services and he then everyone else can and get fuck fucked, me. dude. Yeah. Maybe so. I went to a different nope. one. Nobody loves, nobody loves you, Zach. Nobody. I get that. I went, it is what it is though. Also, same day, got another ticket for not turning my wheels on the hill, on Olive. I forgot again. Dude, I don't remember to turn the wheels. You got to remember, anytime I come home from something, I'm usually having like a meltdown of some kind. Oh, okay. So I just didn't, I, I, it slipped my mind and I go out there and do 20 minutes after I parked. This son of a bitch. I swear to God, it's got to be the same guy. That hill is nefarious, dude. Olive? What about going him? up to sunset nefarious for just it's having just, well dude a guy got like murdered there on friday no yeah yeah explain i will explain uh first of all let's go forward saying rest in peace to this poor guy okay because i don't know what happened to him but a dude straight got murked like at an apartment at the bottom of the hill next to barney's barney's Beanery on santa monica so this dude anyway so i guess they found a guy i was walking you know i'm walking my dog it's like friday like midnight you know me i'm up I'm up there because it's my Friday, dude. Mm-hmm. So I'm stoned to the gills walking down Olive and I just see like 13 cop cars. I'm like, what the fuck is this? So I'm just let my dog shit in front of him. You, you know, really smoke. buried the lead, by the way, on this. What? You started with boxes and shit and then it, you <laughs> witnessed a murder. Well, I didn't witness it. Listen, <laughs> if I had witnessed a murder, I wouldn't be here. If I had witnessed a murder, we would totally capitalize and make this a murder <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I would. That would be the first thing. I'd be getting Spotify deal done. Yeah. But no, I walked down. There's like 13 cop cars. I'm like, what the fuck is this? And then the next morning, I look on the news and like Google. You saw Olive Drive and you search news on Google. Yeah. And a guy was just found dead in his apartment and it was ruled like mis- like suspicious, like foul play. So, and then it turns out like the landlord called the police. The landlord found this guy dead in his apartment and they ruled it foul play. So there was like a coroner and there were like caution tape and like evidence markers on the ground and shit. Oh. So like it wasn't, it wasn't this, this is not a dangerous neighborhood by any means. Not at all. No. Quite the opposite. But this dude got straight up. Some dude went to his apartment and found this guy and killed him. That's the thing. It doesn't matter where you live. If you're fucking with the wrong people, you'll get. Doesn't matter. You live in Beverly yeah. Hills and get. You'll get your body if caught. You get copped, like, I don't know what this guy did. I feel, I mean, I shouldn't have lost his life over, but maybe he should have though. You don't know what he did. <laughs> okay. You think what you best some case scenario people deserve to die. Zach. Best case scenario. This guy was a pedophile who got killed by some kind of rogue vigilante. I'm actually sympathetic to pedophiles. I feel okay, like they well, have a bad. Let's just move on. But right. like you get, <laughs> you get listen, Epstein, what do you, yeah. You're just a guy like that. No, fun. I think like no, Epstein's a different type of pedophile that you know what I mean? Yeah. That's well, he a just power. The power. He, yeah. That was a power dynamic. Some people pedo. just have like rotted out brains from previous. Yeah. Childhood trauma. And I f- feel bad for that. But Epstein. 
No, he was just he's just a dude who liked to get off and You think he's in hell? The the question is is hell? there hell? If there no. is, Epstein's Epstein's Well, there. yeah, I think that's like the that's the general saying, right? Yeah. If there's a hell, he's going Dude, what if he's in heaven? What is <laughs> What if, what if the most fought? What if like people in heaven right now, like the day I've seen got killed, the people in heaven were just like having a good time. Like I don't know who's up there, you know. But then all yeah. of a sudden they see Epstein appear and they're like, "What is this place?" Well, I think <laughs> well, they, I thought we were good. I mean, I don't unless they're paying attention to what's happening on Earth, they probably wouldn't even recognize him. Some people would recognize him. Some people would recognize, dude. Some people, fucking, <laughs> who's a celeb who died who recently would have like? Yes, what? the the celeb that do- died recently, knowing that he was uh, like well, Prince is up there, and he's yeah. like, wait a minute, wait, <laughs> wait hey, no, <laughs> no, how'd you get in here? This isn't right, God. Yeah, yeah. hey, this is ju- this is a bad man. Yeah, yeah. And then God's just like, no, don't you dipshits get it? This is a resort. Right. You pay to get here. Yeah. This is the bet. And then everyone looks around and they realize that there are no poor people in heaven. It's just celebrities. It's the same as on earth. Yeah. Yeah. Basically heaven's just literally access anywhere. You and go. poor people don't get an afterlife. They can't afford it. That's they just rot in the ground. <laughs> That's a dark fantasy. Fantasy? I'm sorry. <laughs> I guess it's not a fan. It's like a dystopia. What if, what if that? What if that is? What if that's what it is? Dude. What if you only get heaven if you're rich? You get up there and they're like, okay, they basically just like do a credit check on you and they're like, wow, yeah. no, to four hundred. <laughs> See you in hell, motherfucker. You didn't pay off these student loans before you died. <laughs> Have fun in purgatory, you poor bastard. <laughs> what if? What if hell was just like living in like a shitty one bedroom? <laughs> Like, like, like it is in Omaha. It is. Oh yeah, you're in like Tulsa. No, like not even Tulsa. Like a suburb of Tulsa. Like a town. It's my hometown. It's my it, hell. Is living in a one bedroom apartment in my own hometown. That's it. I'd rather. Yeah, I would honestly pick a lot of stuff over that. Because <laughs> it's not even like if you're in like if you're in like even like a well you know what let's I, I, I'm aborting. Yeah, you want to board? No, I. Hell is living in my home, dude. Uh, yeah, hell is my childhood. You're walking a fine. You're walking a fine line here. I am. You know, I am. People, I had listen, a good childhood. Small towns are great. Everything's great. Uh, definitely move out of L.A. and go live in Boise, Idaho. It yeah. is definitely a bit. Ever that, by the way, ribs. I you know more and more people keep like leaving in L.A. But like I drove down Melrose today, and it was just every place is reopening. Oh yeah. Every place, and I'm like, dude. Every time I see it, I'm like, bye. Good, but we don't do it. All the celebrities what? leaving LA is the best thing to happen to this city in Who's a weird leaving? way. Dude, fake people like that. You're right. No Who one. Who the fuck is everyone still here? That's what I don't know. You, but you see all these articles and it's like people are fleeing LA. I'm like, who people who were living here on their parents money and now they don't have any fucking yeah. railroad for their fake ass dream so that they get out all of a sudden because their parents don't want to pay the money. Yeah, like, I maybe because I feel like that is who it is. Like you don't see, you know, it's like Vin Scully's moving out of. It's not like you Mel Brooks. I'm yeah. Mel Brooks. Anyone? Pick an A list. <laughs> How old are you? I don't know. I just dropped two weird old white guy celebrity reference. That couldn't have gone <laughs> any worse. Mel Brooks is dead, isn't he? I don't. I think he is. No, Mel Brooks isn't dead. He's not. Okay. Maybe. Um, this is our weekly rendition of "Is This Person Dead?" And right. I've never once gotten it right. But oh, Dick Clark, Dick Clark is. Yeah, we're just going to go down this. 
Let's play. Let's go this it, is Warren the, Beatty. Dead. No, he's alive. He oh, fucked up he the Noonlight thing. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, wait, Dick Clark. That's your quiz. Dick Clark's dead. Okay. Yeah, because um, he doesn't do the the shitty New Year's show anymore that no one watches. Alan Arkin. I don't know who that is. Alan Arkin. Yeah. I don't know who that is. He's an actor. Alan Alden. No, Alan. Alan Alda. Alan Alda is alive. Alden Bo's mash. Yeah. Yeah, he's good. I don't know who Kevin Orkin is. This guy you just he's named. in a lot of he's good. You'll know you'd recognize him. I should look him up. Um, you ready to get into some segments? Yeah, let's do it. Well, let's just hop right in the first. We're right here. The first one is we're talking about. Okay, the worst quote critically acclaimed movies right this is right for, these are movies that every fucking person has told you is the bee's knees and that will enrich your life and that it has solved all of the world's problems for that oscar yeah. year and this is the film that you need to see to put you on the the track of righteousness now this definition has changed over time we're in a new era of the oscars you know you know things are you know because that's what we're really talking about here. The, these Oscars, movies are typically yeah. like Oscar Academy contenders. Award winning. Movies yeah. And then people love to come. People are always like, oh, this movie. No one even. No one even watched these movies. No one even watched these movies. Yeah. In the Oscar. Hey, dingus. That's the point. Right. That was the point is to show you films that didn't get as much love, but have merit. Right. And reflect the world in which you live. It's it's here's a bunch of movies that didn't have superheroes. So y'all didn't fucking watch it. So listen, let's give them their due. The Marvel universe single handedly is paying for the infrastructure of Hollywood to continue. Yes, right. But these are the ones that somehow got made. You don't even fucking understand how it got made, but they're here. Worst critically acclaimed movies of it here. Why don't you hit me with your first one? Because I'm going to pull up like Oscar winners for the last couple Okay, I have hit, mine. Me, hit me with one. Here are my here are my like style over substance yeah. garbage. Okay, I'm gonna start with yeah, Phantom Thread, which is a great place to start because I think this is hilarious. Phantom Thread. If you haven't seen it, it's a Paul Thomas Anderson movie who I like, but he's kind of fallen off. Like I didn't like Inherent Vice. I thought it was too confusing. I didn't really get it. You said you watched was it a high big, and it made sense to you, which it does I call make bullshit sense. on. You're wrong. Okay. Right. Right. This is Let's a slight aside. Not, no, this I have to make this point. Right. Inherent Vice is a movie that you have to understand that it's not about the destination. It's just about being confused the whole th- like it's about you the think journey. So I do. I do. If that's true, and if you watch it as a breakup movie, and if you watch it as a dude who's it's like a lot like a dude who's upset about his life falling apart, and it's just the whole point of the movie is that this guy has just found himself in this scenario where he cannot he's just treading water and he cannot make sense out of any of it constantly. And it ends with no resolution either. So if you, I feel like if you look at it as that it's, it's enriching. I'll try. I'm willing to try it again. I think you should. I think you should get real stony baloney, get up there and watch it. And then, Watch it as a breakup. If movie. I get stony baloney, dude, it, it's going to be just kind of like falling upon deaf ears. I thought I, the first time I, I watched the attention it span to watch it sober. The first time I watched it, I watched it sober and I was like, I was like, okay, I'm a fan. I'm a, I'm a PTA fanboy, So I was like, okay. Yeah. And I was, but I was like, this is weird. And then I watched it stone and I was like, this is, this has merit. Okay. So right. that's my only point. All right. But, we did. That wasn't even what we're but talking regardless, about. That's what we're talking okay. about. Critically of claim films. And you brought up phantom, phantom threat. threat. Now okay. make your case as to why phantom threat sucks. Here's the thing. You're watching it and you're watching. I think, uh, what's the guy? Daniel, Daniel Day, Day Lewis. Lewis overacted it. 
I felt like I was watching Daniel Day-Lewis masturbate on the screen for the whole entire time. You he were. took it too far. He took it to the point where he was like, he was so into this character that it was so clearly a dramatization yeah. of like someone that never existed. And you're watching it. And, and also, he was annoying. Yeah. So you're watching like the main character well, is just like insufferable. And then you're watching Daniel Day-Lewis also be insufferable just from like getting so into this insufferable character. And you're waiting for the story to like pay off because you're just watching this guy be annoying and this girl be obsessed with an annoying guy. Well, let's take a let's take a quick aside for All people right. who haven't seen it. The basic plot of the film is Daniel Day-Lewis is a guy named Reynolds Woodcock, who is a that's his actual name. In the movies, Reynolds Woodcock. Reynolds Woodcock. Daniel Day Lewis actually picked that name. Take of that what you will. Did he really? Yeah, the dude, character fuck did, Daniel Day Lewis. Listen, man, he can listen, suck a dick. Dude. I get. I, listen, I, I get your sentiment. But anyway, he's a dressmaker in the yeah, 1950s like London. Yeah, yeah, he's a gown. He just makes beautiful dresses for beautiful mistress and he's very like mad scientisty he's very he's like heady, arrogant yeah like, arrogant like creator type like everyone's in his way real steve to, jobs of then yeah for yeah. sure and he just and he's just so hard to watch and then this girl just like falls in love with him and starts like i don't want to spoil the don't watch it do I don't watch wanna, it well, <laughs> but basically you get it. to the end of it you get to the end of it and it just all feels so arbitrary and yeah. so stupid and so lacking of any sort of like real emotion or real character development or any sort of real connection between these two characters and it all feels so vapid and stupid yeah and so when i got to the end i was like this payoff was terrible i saw the ending coming because it was pretty obvious they tried to do like a little twist ending and it was just like you just sat through three or four characters that you really didn't like interact with each other for like three goddamn hours. I fuck that movie, dude. Yo. It was a piss poor film. Paul Thomas Anderson makes great movies. That yeah. movie was a heaping pile of steaming dog shit that was only thrown in as a nomination for best picture because it's Paul Thomas Anderson. Okay. Well, here's the thing. Lean that way. So the frames more balanced and I'm going to go into why you're slightly wrong. Okay. Was the payoff that good? No, it wasn't a great payoff at the end, mm -hmm. you know? He ended up, it just, you know, he needed to be controlled and she needed to control. That was the whole point. But, you know, I think that there was a lot of merit. It took a lot of risks. The set design and the production value was through the roof. They were trying to make it look like something crazy, so I can appreciate it on that level. It, You know, was it was it that great? No. Was it, the P, was it PTA's best movie? No. But there was merit to it. I think it. I think it had a solid. It had a very clear point to make. That's. I think it had a very clear point to make. Which I. That's. You know. Let's move on. I. I'm. At, we can't talk right, about. Me, can Phantom I rebuttal Dread your long. rebuttal one sec? Yeah, go for okay, it. Okay, I just think it's like yeah, sure. It had a very. It had a very clear point to make, but it wasn't. It wasn't some sort of like large analogy for like religion or like you know, some sort of industrial complex or something like that, which you would expect if it was something where it was like, Oh wow, that was a really great metaphor for something, but it was just something so esoteric and like irrelevant from anyone's personal life that I was like, this whole movie 
Granted, the set design was good. I think it won like best costuming and best makeup. It won best costume. I believe. Yeah, well, sure. Cool. Whoop the motherfucking do. I get that. I mean, this is the whole segment. It's just going to be this me. This is fun. <laughs> <laughs> you see, this is good. Listen, okay, this let's move on. Let's, we, can't talk about, we can't talk about Phantom Thread. All right, what's long. yours? No you, your turn now. I'm going to, I'll swing. I have two big swings that I can make. I can start now. Let's cover the other one you had real quick. Okay. Because we're in the same realm. Yours was... I forget the name of it. Roma. 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 Okay. So this What's your movie, beef with Roma? My beef with Roma, again, there was like, it felt like, if you haven't seen City of God, it felt like city, it felt like a boring city of yeah, God. Yeah, way less cool. It was way less cool, way less interesting. And there, the interesting parts of it were the cheating husband who we rarely ever saw. And you're watching this kind of like, it was it, it didn't it felt like it was trying to make a statement on like socioeconomic classes and then also it would kind of came in like the uh like rebel armies in Mexico it just felt like it had no cohesive conclusion and then there were also points in the movie that were like clearly sort of like director's choices to make elongated scenes for that, sure that absolutely meant nothing and were like it was a stylistic choice where they just did it and it was obviously obtuse and it felt weird being in the theater not yeah being in the theater or watching it so it was something where it was like the emperor's new clothes where there was like a guy walks onto frame there's a there's a forest fire randomly okay yeah. Everyone goes out to put out the forest fire. Guy walks into frame, sings for two minutes. Yeah. And then cut. And then we never talk about the forest fire again. It was just, and then it's just to me. And then the girl that goes out and almost drowns. Then the, the housemaid saves Cleo? her. Is that Cleo, her name? Yeah. Yeah. And then she kind of comes in and saves her. And then they just like, and then she spills her guts. I think she, yeah. Yeah, she just expels her guts and then like basically just narrates her whole inner dialogue throughout the whole entire movie. And you're like, whoa, show don't tell. Read a Sid Field book. Read Save the Cat. It was yeah. it was just like this is bad cinema. It, it was bad. very interesting. That's great. I mean, listen, was Rama my favorite movie? No. But a lot of people, you know. It really got their rocks off that year. You know, it was a nice diverse. First of all, it was diverse, which is it was refreshing in that realm. I'll, I'll go back back to it for you know for a little bit. It was refreshing to a degree. You know, I thought it was. I thought it had merit. You know, like listen, it, it's a heady thing. It's a very self serving. Don't thing. tell me if it's. I feel like and heady I don't mean head. No, sorry, that's or not, high concept or the things no. we say that are like. No, I'm saying it's You're in its own head. You're too dumb to understand no. why it's good. Listen, dummies. Yeah. You don't watch Roma. You're basically fucking yeah. So, no. I'm not going to... Listen, I didn't mean heady in that. I meant it's a movie for the people who made that movie. That's what I meant. You know what I mean? It's... A, it's this is fine. This is a th this is thin ice. You know, you can get canceled for not liking Roma in this town. You know this. Dude. Bring it on. I don't you like know it. this. I thought it was. I, listen, he it, did gravity too. It wasn't that great. Right? Listen, it wasn't that great. It wasn't that great. Let's move on. All right. What's it? Here's my big swing. What are your you ready for my big swings? I have two big swings in different realms. Hopefully I've seen the movies. Uh, here's a broad stroke big swing. Uh, Forrest Gump. Not that good. I think it's a jerk off to the you know the ninth the twentieth century. It's a eulogy of the twentieth century. It's just for people who were born in the thirties to look back at all like the good moments that they had. But it had no real. 
I'm not. I'm gonna be the last person to ever be like that movie didn't have a point. But that movie didn't have a point. Okay, it was just a dude who floated his way through all of the biggest highlights of the 20th century, which, by the way, were not great for many people. True. I respect. I listen. It's a. It's like a bowl of chicken soup. That's what that movie is. It's it, for people for boomers. Boomers watch Forrest Gump and they cry because it reminds them of simpler times and everything. And listen, here's the thing, dude. Now there's this whole theory was that like he basically none of it ever happened. That he was just like an insane you know guy on a bench who just made it all up to the people who came up to him. You know, was it based on a true story? No, I don't think so. I don't know. Oh, you, I don't you think, think so. he's. But, I mean, there's a new theory that basically all of the shit that he did was made up and that it was just a guy who was insane on a park bench rambling. Dude, anyone that's debating whether a work of fiction, it's like when people are debate like Dumbledore is gay when it's yeah. like, who oh, cares? Sure. No, you're right. Who cares? That's certainly a correct you're, point. You're debating the truth of fiction. You're debating a, like, yeah. a <laughs> truth of like... And are, those people are the worst. <laughs> they're bad. They're like, I would be okay if that was the point of the movie. But the point I'm saying is that, yeah, like, it's okay. this new, it, it, you know. And am I upset that Forrest Gump didn't get AIDS? Yeah. Like, he for sure had AIDS, dude. He doesn't get AIDS, does he? He doesn't, though. Like, and Do they, does that, he get never, tested? <clears throat> no, dude. Of it's course just assumed not. that he never. They never even say that Jenny has AIDS, but she did. They don't say, she just said, I got the bug. And of course, we all know the implied meaning of the time. You know, of course, she was fucking around listening to Leonard Skinner doing heroin and shit like that, like back in the day. But, you know, it, take a stand, Forrest Gump. You know, and by Forrest Gump, I mean people who made Forrest Gump. Take a stand. Give him AIDS. Really shake the boat. Give him AIDS. Because here's the thing. He fucked Jenny and she had it. It does feel like a weird plot point to add into the movie where he fucks her and he knows he she has AIDS and, and then know, that he doesn't contract it. And he doesn't get it. And also, wouldn't that mean that their kid had AIDS too? It doesn't add know. up. I don't it doesn't know. add up. I don't get the love for it. Here's my other big swing. Here's the other big Wait, swing. Wait, can I rebuttal? Sure. Okay, my rebuttal to Forrest Gump. I don't think you're wrong, but it is what the redeeming quality of that movie and you kind of went through it in your criticism is like it was fun it's a fun ride listen i'm not uh, i every movie has merit dude i really believe that i believe that every movie has merit but that movie Roma was not fun people it wasn't fun it was a it just it was made you boring. feel bad about your life forrest but, gump was not boring here's Can the thing about forrest yes it's not boring it's entertaining crazy shit happens he's in war he's playing ping pong you know he's yeah meeting john f kennedy before he gets his head blown I think off the like, characters are good yeah the characters Lieutenant are good Dan. listen they are good but what i'm saying is like it's centered around this dude i won't go too far to this because people will turn this into a like well he used to say like i get i listen i get it it doesn't matter he learned to walk it was it just it just never felt it never clicked i feel like they were trying to make a statement about culture as a whole and it just didn't land it was an entertaining ride but whatever their statement was if you're gonna really reference that many points in american history and go through the gamut like that and be like this 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 like all of these things that happen be, you're making a huge period piece you're making this big like this is all the things this is a reflection of the shit that went down in america during it's probably you know most you know explosive time period which would be the 20th century one some could argue yeah and it just didn't really have any point to make and that's my criticism but i want to move on from forrest gump unless you have any pressing points because i have another big swing no i think you're right i think yeah and it, it was a bit 
Yeah, and it was kind of like it was. It was that. It was just like check out all. Imagine if someone experienced all these parts all of these things. Wasn't he in the Watergate Hotel or some shit? Basically, like that? yeah. yeah okay, I mean, anyway. it was just all over and yeah, over. It's, and it's like, BS. listen, I get it. It's you know, I and we're not debating the truth of fiction here. We know we just made that point. Yeah, I'm just saying, if you're gonna take that big of a hit, if you're gonna go through that much of American history, you have to. You should try and make a point. And I feel like there was no point to be made. Moving on, critically acclaimed film, and I still, I still like this movie, and I still love this movie. It has a place in my heart. But to hate a movie you like, fucking over. It's overrated for how critically acclaimed it is, and that movie is Pulp Fiction. Dude, really? I watched. I rewatched Pulp Fiction maybe three months ago. Okay. First time since I was like sixteen, which is when you watch Pulp Fiction because you just turned sixteen. I feel like you watch it a couple different times in life, but go on. You're. I agree with that. I, you know what, man? It was cheesy. It was super cheesy. And it was like in a, in Pulp Fiction is like the epitome of cool for like a lot of people. You know what I mean? It was like a, it was a reaction to, you know, it's not new seven. It's not new Hollywood of the seventies. It wasn't like the action movies of the 80. It was just kind of like a, a blend of everything, right? That's his whole mantra is that, you know, he's the student of film and that this is a reflection of what it should be. It just was che- it's just for- it was just cheesy, man. Like the moments that were supposed to be cool weren't cool anymore. Like the mo- like you know, he it- like the You got to give it it's unpredictable. <laughs> you cannot say it's predictable. No, of course it's not. Listen, I still love Paul. Like it's What's always going to have a place What's in my scene. Pa- the dialogue is cheesy, dude. Like the I think it's of- fun and of John, Tra- John Travolta and Uma Thurman when they're on a date, like that whole date scene, like all the lines they say to each other, it's just I thought it was cheesy. Listen. Oh, all right. I, you, you you I you, love QT. You Say say get it all out. I got I love so Q- much. I, I got so much. I love QT, and I know that it was cheesy because it was supposed to be like, oh, this has like all the quirks of like L.A. in the '60s. This is like '50s and '60s. This is a throwback to like simpler America. But it's like you know she's on heroin, and this guy's got a gun, and he's a boxer. Like I get all that. It's a clash of the cultures, right? It was old Hollywood meeting new Hollywood, which is kind of his thing, right? I just I watched it back and it just didn't the the things that gave me substance before just weren't there anymore. I thought the the dialogue was cheesy a lot of spots, but then there were parts where you're like, this is the, the best. There are some scenes in that where you're like, this is the best. And then sometimes you watch it and you see like QT saying the N word all the time, and you're like, okay, dude, but like, what was this for? You know, and how you got kind of a, he says it a lot. You got a <laughs> pass, dude. He got a pass, and everyone knew it was wrong, and he still got a pass. So you know. Did, who directed that scene? There's someone famous that directed that scene. I forget who. He didn't? No, he didn't direct it. Someone else did. I forget who it was. But I, I will say, okay, my my defense in that movie is you it it isn't a classic action movie and you have no idea where it's going. And I I think honestly the writing and the script is pretty great for that reason. And I do think the date is like it's good. Because it's awkward and clunky. And it is this like weird, like, um, what's that? Manic Pixie Dream Girl. Yeah. Who's just like pretending to be some sort of like cute girl and flirt with you and try to get you to have sex with her to piss off her boyfriend. Yeah. And in you and he's trying to make conversation, like the five dollar milkshake and yeah. like it's Steve Buscemi, by the way. He's an, the waiter. Yeah, dude. It's it's an awkward. It's an awkward. I feel like it's a very sincerely awkward date, dude. There are a lot of merits to that movie, but all I'm saying is. 
that movie was trying to position itself as the coolest shit in town. And I believe, I know, listen, I wasn't there at the time it was released. I don't know the con. It just seemed, cr- it seemed a little cringy and cheesy. It seemed a little Spencer's gifts, this rewatch. And it made me, it gave me conflicting things. Cause I think, you know, listen, I'll be this dipshit. Who's going out there saying QT's best movies and glorious bastards. And that's a take people don't want to hear, but I digress. That's my point. I think I will. Here's okay. My clo- do you, do you want to give a closing thought or do you want me to go first? No, go ahead, buddy. I think closing thought on that. I think QT's best work is Reservoir Dogs because I think just from a from a cultural standpoint of an undercover cop going and trying to like you know be a part of a heist. Yeah, I think. And then when the cop shoots the lady who shoots him. Yeah, that even just like it's that great. part of the movie, and then like there's so much, and then like the guy that doesn't think he's the dirty mole. And he's like, he loves him and he's been shot and he's trying to take care of him. And he, and he's the guy that stands by him and is like, no, he's good. I love this man. We need to get him to the hospital because he's, he's not the cop and he is a good guy. And that like love there, but the guy that's dying is like realizing it's like, no, I am the cop. Yeah. I betrayed you and you love me. That is just like that. I mean, I've that. Okay. It's sorry. a great movie. It's a great movie. It's, it's a, a better movie, but, but what do you, what what's, fiction is a fun movie. And I think the dialogue and I think Samuel Jackson's great. I think John Travolta's great. I'm not a, even a John Travolta fan. I think Quentin Tarantino's great. I even think that scene where he repeatedly says the N word is still like, it's something you can't do now. Yeah. Well, I, okay. But the, yeah, man, <laughs> We should just do a movie podcast. I have so many. Fuck, I'm done. Well, whatever we can get people to fucking pay for at this point, you know, pay like for. give us. That's the. This is a business, dude. This is new Hollywood, bitch. Everyone's like, I want to make an art film. No, bitch. We're making a podcast yeah. about the best toys from the 90s, yeah. and it's on iHeartMedia. And it's I'm a fucking millionaire now. Worst trends of 2020. Yeah, I have a few. You have a few. And listen, it's going to be a weird year. What are the trends? What are the real trends? Getting unemployment, calling your parents for money, getting evicted, getting bullshit meat delivered to your house for 10 times the cost, fighting people for, you know, Well, I have like, I have my positives and negatives. Um, I think my number one, the main thing that happened uh, that I think is like the most regrettable. It's like it feels like the regrettable hookup for everyone is Tiger King. I think that was something that came oh, out. Oh yeah, everyone got obsessed with it. But now, if anyone references anything, it was such a craze that it was like it's so cringy it's now when people so, talk about it. And you think about it, you're like, oh Yo, no, watch, dude. That shit. It's so awkward when you have like someone older at work on like, your conference call and like someone does something crazy. You're like, oh, those guys like the Tiger King. It's D- like, oh, do you guys say Carol Baskins? They're like, oh, dude, come on, man. Yeah, yeah, like it was like, hot for a minute because we were all scared and depressed, right. and then it it then you find out you know he's racist. The guys who were fucking him weren't actually gay. Mm-hmm. Carol Baskin is basically as presented, but all just kind person. of redeemable. She's yeah. just a person who now gets death threats from, you know, white guys, whatever. You just realize you're like, oh, these are just like the shitty people I grew up with, but they're in Florida now. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, and I know. just watched eight hours of the people that I hated in my hometown. Talk, Listen, talk about a good documentary. It was a good documentary. It was fucking. You thought so? Yeah, I thought man. it was. It was super entertaining. I think it was a re. I think it was a. It was a reality te- television show that disguised itself as a documentary until you got four episodes in. Then you're like, oh, I'm watching reality TV. 
You yes. think you're doing this like cultural like yeah, anthropologist? Yeah, but that's because people think documentaries have to be like a cultural like. Oh, this is basically his. No, dude, the cult documentaries just finding like a real life character. You know what I mean? A character who exists in the actual world. Someone, a tangible thing that you can actually go find. Yeah. And in that realm, I thought it had merit. And I, I was like, I like Tiger King. I, I fucked with it. Really? I thought it was great. Everyone did. Dude, I it was did. so entertaining. You're right. You're right. But in it's the a moment, regrettable we talk about, up, dude. But yeah, well, it's one of those things you just don't talk about now because yeah. the world moved on and you're like, dude, we're not, we were all talking about it because everyone was worried about losing their homes. Mm-hmm. Just it was a distraction. So we all were just like, is this crazy? And, and secretly we we're like, but really, yeah. I, I'm not going to have Netflix next month. Right. So this, <laughs> let's make this count. Okay. You know? All right. It's fair. Okay. Here's my What's worst yours? trend it's of 2020. Yours. Here's the fucking worst is those stupid videos people were making of like making things out of toilet paper and jumping over it. Like they would make the wall of toilet paper. They would stack it up and oh, like jump up. I don't even up. think I saw this. Oh my God, dude. I well, never made sense to me. It's playing right there. It never made sense to me. What is it? I, it was it was exactly what I said. It was people started filming these videos of, they would just get all the toilet paper in their house and make like a wall of it and like jump over it or see if they get the dog to jump over it or get the dog to like jump through. It was just like toilet paper stunts. But the thing is, like a month before that, people were stabbing each other at Aldi to get it. People were sucking dicks just to get like a four pack of Charmin. Oh. And you go to a bodega and it's like $10 for a four pack and people are going to jail over like price fix it, price gouging and shit like that. And then a month later, all of a sudden, you know, I don't know, fucking Portia de Rossi is like making a, like obstacle a, course. an obstacle course out of toilet paper and everyone's like, oh, this is so fun. I was like, this is not cool, dude. This is not worst trend of 2020. Oh, dang, dude. That actually, yeah, I, I, you know what? I must have missed it. It Good sounds thing. awful. It was short lived, okay. but it was a thing. It was happening. Well, that and actually, I was not okay with it. That triggers in my mind. It's, well, I, you know what? I think business really thrived and yeah. has like come out of the, well, we'll see what happens, but like, TikTok, dude. Oh, well, so that's uh, that's definitely got to be like the biggest trend of I have to say. All right. So I feel like it's in vogue to like make fun of TikTok and like make fun of people that make TikToks. I will I, not make fun of them. TikTok. Why? Because they're Chinese. No, because it's the future of entertainment. TikTok Whether people want to admit it or not. I, yes. TikTok. I was OK. So I want to I was watching. I'm on TikTok. I we have a TikTok. Um, yeah. You just post I, the I upload, clips there. Though, yeah, right? I upload, upload everything there. TikTok. Yeah, for so many reasons. In okay, I, I think it's like a content meritocracy, which I think is a more boring thing to talk about. But yeah. the real exciting thing to talk about is I was on Instagram Reels because they're trying to compete. Yeah, and basically they just totally bit the whole goddamn thing, right? Yeah, it's the same, which won't work for them, dude. It I was work. on it, and I'm like, sucks. It rarely, it rarely sucks. works. It rarely works. Like Instagram almost beat snapchat like people thought snapchat was going to go under because instagram started doing stories they and like own, private they pretty messages. much buried them snapchat's still going dude people forget that snapchat was ingrained and that's how people actually communicate a lot you're right but tiktok tiktok is the future man it's literally watching pe- the weird thing is watching people like limps lip sync like stand-up comedy it or is. whatever like like sarah cooper or whatever like i don't that okay dude i'll go there i'll throw i'll oh you're going negative I'll trend go, TikTok. i'll go negative no 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 i'll go bad i i don't get sarah cooper i don't get it i'm not gonna say it's bad because i don't quotes trump yeah the lady yeah. who's just doing the lip syncs of trump i don't i just dude i don't get it i don't know why it's 
I, I truly don't get why it's like funny. Well, this is the thing. And that's such a shitty, like, I know, dude, everyone fucking hates me for saying that. She's so popular. And like, dude, I get it. Like, I, I'm, I'm jealous. She did something that worked. Like, oh, don't yeah. get it twisted. Yeah. Like, she's killing it. Yeah. But it's, I truly, you're aware I that don't you only under- resent her for her success. It's fine. I don't resent her for her success. I just don't understand, like, what it was. That's what, dude, I get on there, and you know, it, it's the things that are always trending. Usually, it'll like, it'll pop up some chick with big titties doing a dance, shaking her tits, and I watch it, and I'm like, that was pretty cool. TikTok knows what the world wants. It's tits, fight, racist Karen, tits, mm-hmm. ass, fighting. Sometimes like huge fishing nets bringing in tons of fish. Yeah, it'll be like some kind of wholesome thing. Yeah. Like it'll be like a time lapse of a cake coming together in a, a microwave. Yeah. You're like, oh, wow. Or a kangaroo hugging a dog. Yeah. Or then, or it's like, you know, it's sometimes it's funny. It's like a little like Indonesian, like seven-year-old smoking a cigarette or something. He's it's like, fun. Dance, it's fun, dude. Yeah. They know what people want. Yeah. No, it's... Uh, it's TikToks, pretty- I'm ranking them in best trends of 2020. Yeah. There goes that light. There we go. You know what's fucking crazy is I was literally just now sitting here like, is that light going to last? Do you want to put in the new errors? All right. So TikTok best trend of 2020. Here's another worst trend. Here, can I, can I throw one out? Please. And it's, listen, a lot of you aren't going to like this. This is really going to anger some people and they can get, they can deal with it because this is a real life reflection that I'm going to stand here. Worst trend of 2020 people posting screenshots of their donation to a BLM charity. Oh, very bad. Very tacky. Very tacky. Just do just make a difference. You know, like it became this thing where people were like, oh, well, I, you know, and I'm, I hope it motivated a lot of people to donate. But what I'm saying is, dude, come on. It's tacky. And there goes that one. It's tacky, dude. Let's just finish it. The batteries are dying. The lights are going. You understand. We're doing our best here. It's tacky, dude. It was lame as hell. I don't know when that became cool. Like, isn't that gross? Isn't that like a gross thing? Like, don't you feel self-conscious? Like, like, you know, we've all donated. Like, most, you know, most adults of like 28 and older, right? Yeah. You donate to things. I would never think of like posting I'll, here's a real life example. I should I name? I have a point to make, but should I name it? The person? No, the the charity. Yeah, sure. I got real high one day, and I was watching these videos of the koalas right after the Australia fire, and it made me cry. So I <laughs> koala charity. Okay. I didn't post that shit on Instagram. Well, you're telling everyone now. I know, but I'm making a point <laughs> is to like, <laughs> you've become what That's you, why I said I didn't want to say it, dude. And you now gave it me feels like this light. is a big ruse to drop this. You donated to the koalas. That's actually all this was. No, it was, a, it was like, it was nothing. I ruined it. But the point I'm making yeah, is it's that tacky like it's fuck, tacky. Dude. I'll bleep it out. But I'll bleep the name of the charity out. There you that's, go. I'll commit to it because that's not the point. It doesn't matter. I'm just saying it's tacky. Oh, absolutely. Of course it is. It's, you, it's you ridiculous. Do, you don't want to push back at all? No, I think. Yeah, no, I think it's tacky. But like at the same time, it's um, it's like a biblical thing. It's a, it actually is. It's like their reward is on earth and not in heaven. That's what they say. It's like basically people That's that are true. very showy about what they offer to the church. I don't know. I but, thought 
Well, you got to think about this, man. It's like the whole millennial legacy. It doesn't matter what the intention was, but the fact of the matter was 200 bucks went to those koalas or whatever, whatever it was, you know, that's true. Or 200 bucks went to the BLM, you know, to support, um, you know, rebuilding a black owned business or something like that. At the end of the day, who gives a fuck why the person gave it, but they gave it. That's a good point. Listen, I get it. I'm just saying it. It seemed like it got into this like arms race thing where it's like, basically you just look at all all your friends and you're just like, well, if you know, and they're like one up in each other. Yeah. Like all this. And then you just turn into like ranking. We're like, oh, this poor bastard only gave $5. Come on, man. Hey man, at the same time, whatever the thing is, it's like, if that fuels good, but I mean, but at the same time, it's funny when you watch, when you see someone do it, it kind of like lose it. It loses. It's like, it loses its goodwill from me. Cause I'm like, yeah, now listen, I can't imagine the money a scenario. Still goes to the people. Listen, I can't imagine a scenario where I'm going to let this section of the podcast make it to air. But, but the only point I'll make on this is that like, I get, listen, do you think it's spurred more good than like do, how, how much do you believe in people's intentions? You know what I'm saying? Like each person who does it, you kind of like whether you want to admit it or not, you kind of do like a quick mental scan of who that person is to you. And you're like, now did they post this to tell the world that they're like a good person of course. They post all the time? That's how I think. Yeah. I think I'm like damaged. No, Every time I see that, I'm like, dude, you just want people to know how great you are. No, of course, dude. I hate that. No, everyone knows that. Even the people that comment like, wow, that is so cool. They're like, fucking bitch. I know, right? or wealth. Like, dude, at least if people want to hear my shitty opinions, they have to go through the work of like going on YouTube, you know? Right, right. Exactly. That's... That's exactly. the moral high ground. That's what it. Yeah, that's what it. But it is. It is true, man. It's funny because you do that and you're like, oh, I get. And everyone, like, nobody doesn't think like, mm, just like, oh, well, now you're you'd like you did that so you could tell us all. Everyone's all virtuous on the internet, and everyone knows exactly what's going on. So whenever you do that, you just look like an idiot. But it's like a game. You're either playing or you're not. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, it's funny because you feel like it's the whole thing where you, if I tell someone I'm virtuous it doesn't matter because then no one believes me. If you have to tell people how virtuous you are, you're probably a piece of motherfucking shit. Yeah. You know, that's how it goes. Yeah. Is there anything left to discuss? No, I think are there any done. more pressing topics. It dark. has gotten dark. I can fix this. I can fix. I can, I can brighten it up. Cool. We'll be good. No, let's wrap on something funny, dude. Give us, let's get that was a, funny. Let, turn I on the like funny, Zach. <laughs> you hit me, dude. I didn't want to end on me shitting on people who donated to Black Lives Matter, dude. That's not the point. I can't. This whole podcast is just me trying to go out of my way to not get in my own way. You know what I mean? Like, sure. I mean, I shat on him, too. Listen. Poor dude got murdered on Olive Drive. No one. There are no suspects named. I check every day. Um, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I will start the investigation. You and me. Someone should, dude. Eyes. It's because it's kind of freaking me out now. And oh man, you're all right. You didn't fuck nobody's wife. I know, but I'm just saying, anyone. you know, the dude's getting murdered on this street. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, because they're doing nefarious shit. But like, dude. what did he do? You know, like, do you ever? He probably owed somebody a lot of money or something. You think that's what it is? You think Gambling it's that simple? Debt. Yes. Geez, you just got you think in. that still happens, man? Like, I think about that a lot. Like, people say, like, gambling debt, someone get killed. Like, I don't know. Like, in West Hollywood and out. Yeah. You think so? You Dude. think that's so? Maybe. I guess the world's cooler than I'm giving it credit. You, you know? got to realize a lot of the people you see every day are like, 
the, I've noticed that in my life, like the more I get to know people, the more I realize how mm, fucked up their lives are. Dude. Yeah, that's a good. Uh, point. The more I get to like normal people, I get to know them. I'm like, oh man, you're a felon. Yeah, holy shit. Dude. I know so many felons that I've dude, like. Me too. I've like gotten. I've like I've worked with. Yeah. And not not even like felon like tax evasion felon like no like like assault drug, like stung <laughs> yeah drug deal stuff yeah, yeah yeah it's crazy me too it's well those people were more fun to hang out with yeah they're they're, real and in my case all the felons I know is like up front it's just like yeah this is what it is like this is who I am and I'm like all right for know? me it takes a while to get that like, once we get there they're like hey um so I'm gonna be honest with you and then once they say someone be honest with you you're like you're a felon like yeah yeah that's how it goes for me i used to work with this dude at radio shack who was an ex-felon he like he went to jail well, that's for like, assumed man if someone's working at a radio shack i think they only hire like yeah it's like a it's like a rehabilitation job <laughs> <laughs> listen are no one's gonna come here so this is the easiest way to reintegrate you into society yeah no i work sell with, people batteries yeah sell people these fucking resistors and <laughs> shitty alarm clocks and weather clocks do people use splitters and yeah <laughs> Like, listen, we know you killed six people, but your punishment is now you have to sell <laughs> Bluetooth adapters oh, he's going to people who prison, are dude. going on vacation, grandmas who are going on vacation. There we go. Was that funny enough? That's probably it. There we go. Uh-oh.